nature is inherently sensual. And when we cut ourselves off from the knowledge of our own bodies, it also connect, disconnects us from the knowledge of our, of our nature, of our world. This is the What is Sexy podcast. Here, we are exploring sexy in every possible way so that you can experience and embrace your own sexy as you define it. Join us with guest experts and friends from around the world as we discuss sexiness and the sexy self as a gateway to mind-body-spirit healing, intuitive intelligence, and self-actualization that permeates every area of our lives. Today, I'm speaking with Shanri Noto, who is an international facilitator and the author of the best-selling book, The Art of Sensual Intelligence, The Lost IQ. I gobbled this book up the day it arrived at my doorstep. I cannot wait for you to experience this woman's wisdom. Shanri, I adore you, and I'm so grateful that, one, that you exist. Um, <laughs> people had told me for... I think it was probably two years before I met you where I had just heard about you. It was like, you need to know <laughs> Sean Ray and you have things in common and you just need to meet. And there's just different people from all parts of life saying this to me. So <laughs> it's wonderful to meet you in person. But one of the reasons or maybe the reason I am so excited to have this discussion together is that a lot of people talk about sensuality and pleasure and it's presented often as this aspirational thing or you have to be a certain amount of ways or do a certain amount of things, etc. And it's one thing to talk about it and it's another thing to live it. Mm -hmm. And those yeah. who are, who've ever coached with me or followed my work in the past or they're in Sexy Sound Healing, Sexy Self-Actualized now, they know that... I often will highlight this distinction between the intellectualization of something and the internalized embodiment, the being part, because the thinking and the being has a massive gap between it. And I think it's <laughs> so <Yes>. easy. <laughs> She's snapping, y'all. She's snapping. It's so easy to talk about something. Um, and talk about it well, right? Like, mm -hmm. and throw on the voice and all that stuff. But it's another thing to be it. And especially when life hits hard. Mm -hmm. And I really want to honor that I have seen you be it no matter what. Um, mm -hmm. And that is the type of expression that I believe is possible for all of us when we're connected with our own nature, not just when everything looks perfect or, you know, all the accolades or all the goals are checked and, and box uh, bucket list items checked off, mm -hmm. but also when we're in it and it's uncomfortable and it feels unsafe and uncertain and all of these different things where life is typically happening. <laughs> so yeah. I want to say thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and I'd actually love to start here because sensuality is easy when we're already feeling sexy or sensual or what have you. How do you experience accessing sensuality? And please also share your definition as well. How do you access this when you're just not feeling good or great or anything like that? 
Yeah, absolutely. First of all, like what I call, what I call sensual intelligence, Um, sensual intelligence is the artful embodied knowledge of feeling and being. So Mm. once again, it is the artful um, embodied knowledge of feeling and being that already just even the definition like in what i'm working with you know sensual intelligence already within the definition of it it's not it is inclusive of life it is an inclusive mm. of our everyday not just the sparkly ooh i feel really good it sensual intelligence and what i feel is the true root of sensuality and this also answers your question about you know what do we do how do we connect with sensuality how's you know how do we even have a relationship with this thing when you know when difficult times are happening sensuality and sensual intelligence is literally an invitation to slow down and feel and be in your life mm. to slow down so that you can smell the present moment so that you can just see that thing that is right in front of you so that you can hear that word or that message or the tweet of the bird so that Mm -hmm. you can touch and taste. And so that is why, you know, sensuality, sensual intelligence is a, is a gift that you always have access to. Um, if you just slow down and give your senses some attention. Mm, that's so beautiful. I slowed down and I'm like, I'm cold. So now I'm putting yeah. <laughs> jacket back on. I'm like, I'm cold. Yeah. I feel it. Oh, <laughs> uh, it's so gorgeous. I, as soon as you started talking, I just felt... I felt myself slow down. Um, I really appreciate that. And I imagine that this concept of being able to slow down enough to access the subtleties and nuances of what we're actually perceiving with our senses mm-hmm. is also connected to, must be, I'm assuming based on how how you are speaking in such an embodied way, must also be connected with our breath. Mm. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. For me, when you mm, in in my in my book and also in my teachings, there's one part where I talk about the journey of the senses. And mm. one of the, you know, the biggest thing when you think about sensuality, it inspires you to, you know, to be like, oh my goodness, here's the world. And like that inspiration, it is breathing in. So inspire Mm -hmm. breathe in in order to you know pay attention and feel so absolutely breath is a part of that it is i feel like because sensuality is so connected to life what better way to connect to life than through you know breathing through the simple act of you know connecting connecting to your body through your breath Yes. When you mentioned your definition earlier, I thought about the word art form or artful. And 
I identify as an artist now, but most of my life, and I've shared this on other episodes, I didn't see myself as creative. I couldn't see myself as an artist, despite the fact that my entire childhood, I was writing poetry and songs and dancing and in the choir and playing, you know, (laughs) I grew up playing percussion. And I think that's a struggle for many people, right? This idea of if you're going to call yourself an artist, you have to prove it in some type of way. Yeah. Um, And I'd love to hear your response to that. Yeah. And I love that. Um, I very purposefully use the word artful um, because it is artful. And also for me, the expression of art, it is, it is us creatively interacting with our world and you cannot help, but be creative because if you, even you take, even you taking a step or deciding how you're going to, let's say you have a pathway in front of you and there's like some rocks and like a log or whatever it's in there, how you decide that you are going to step, whether you step on the log or you step around the rock or you, you know, you walk slowly or you go a little bit fast, you jump over it. All of that is you creatively interacting with your world. And so, and when we just bring awareness to that awareness and recognition of, oh, I am creatively interacting, then I feel you can call that art. It's just bringing awareness to what for what we naturally do. And so in that case, when if sensual intelligence is the artful embodied knowledge, then it is creatively interaction, um, deeply known and in the body. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you say to people who do not feel embodied or feel unsafe in their bodies? Uh, yeah, you know, that's that's really common. Our society is taught to not be comfortable in the body um, mm-hmm. and to, you know, to use the body as a, you know, just as a tool to get things done. Um, but not really to uh, cherish uh, and to, yeah, to play with. We're allowed to do that as, as yet when we're younger. And so, but to answer your question around what if I don't feel embodied or what if my body feels like a scary place to be? One, go back to when you're a kid. Think back to when you're a kid. Kids are wild. They're screaming, they're jumping, they're like, you know, tearing up things. I mean, that is always inside of you, always inside of you, your body, your cells, your very becoming of a person Mm. went through having to be embodied somehow. And so your cells, your body knows this now. It's just like a, it's just more of us giving ourselves permission to, Mm. to play with our, you know, to play with ourselves, to play with our environment. It's more of permission, less so than ability. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then if, you know, someone who feels unsafe in their body, for me, that is it. Sensuality and sensual intelligence, it is not like the body isn't just like this thing. It is it is constantly communicating with the heart and the heart is communicating with the body. And so if your body feels like a scary place to be, then speak to your heart and ask your, you know, there's different parts of your body and your heart 
to to disconnect for a minute and just so I would say if you feel yeah if you feel scared in in your body then first connect to your heart and from your heart tell your body it's okay I'm here with you now and we're safe Mm. I never thought of this way before but you just made me think of it I used to very much identify as (laughs) non-committal and the thing that helped me change that to understanding how to be committed was actually recognizing that I was already committed, but I was committed to this idea of being non-committal. And what you just said about embodiment had me think like, oh, we are always it's natural. We're in our bodies, whether we want to be or not, whether we tried to to leave it or not, (laughs) it's still the package moving us through this life. We're always embodying something. And maybe the thing we're embodying is a sense of, of danger. Maybe we're literally just not embodying safety and embodying pleasure and embodying our senses, even though the senses are there and we can perceive through them. Yeah. Yes, absolutely. Well. <laughs> <laughs> Mind blown emoji. The yep. things are where the truth is, right? I love it. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I love it. In your book, oh my gosh, I missed this book. I was just telling Sean Reed before we hit the record button, the day it came in the mail, because I bought it the day it came out, bought it, I like tore this thing up like a hurricane and then I lent it to someone I'm like where's my book (laughs) I just need to go buy another one because I don't know to whom I've lent it and so I don't know where it exists on the planet but um, I did pay it forward to somebody (laughs) in this book you talk about different types of of sensual intelligence sensual IQ and you have a type quiz. I'd love to hear about the types and also how you came to notice that there were types. Yeah, (laughs) there are seven sensual intelligence types. They are based on, I mean, they're reflected in like the, the elements. Then also they are essentially the sensual and, um, sensual intelligence types are how people can tend to be be in their world, be within the relationship with their own bodies. And um, what's really interesting about it is everyone has all the aspects of, 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 the, of the types. There's passion, peace, play, psyche, power, pleasure, and philosophy. So each of these like play has play has like the element of like, you know, levity and, and joyfulness, childlikeness in it. Power has like the, you know, it's like metal and, you know, has like that Dom energy. How I found them is that they are different expressions of ourselves. They tend to come up in how we were able to best express or best protect ourselves as children. So what, you know, whatever it was like in our childhood that we kind of overcame, like then how we overcame that, that that's kind of like where the, that central intelligence type comes from. Cause it's, it's what's helping. It's what you're subconsciously putting your attention on, because that is what, you know, you're like, I feel powerful and comfortable here in mm. this, in this area. Um, how do I know, how did I know, um, and, and end up making this making the scale. So there are characteristics 
and tendencies that people have in how they relate to their bodies, how they relate to other people's bodies. And I noticed that, for example, um, a sensual intelligence type, like I'll say the, um, the dom, the dom dominatrix, they tend towards holding their bodies in a certain way, um, having certain values of like how they want to physically interact with someone and just how they think of themselves. And so, yes, I saw trends. (laughs) (laughs) Scientists made some observations, made a hypothesis, went for it. And then we get this beautiful book. What would you say is the difference between, because I know that this is something I don't, I don't feel like we've had this conversation full out, but I've seen you get pretty passionate about the difference between sensuality and sexuality. Yeah. Yeah. I often get frustrated because people will conflate sex and sensuality, sexuality and sensuality. Um, sensuality is truly it. The, the root word is, is sense of the senses. The sensuality is our access point to to our world through our senses it is how we understand the world it is how we receive the world and is also how we how we interact with it if you put sex is one component or you know one one expression of of, of the senses this the senses have you know everything from like oh you see something and you taste and touch etc just the sensation of it up to when you start having more and more, you know, different interpretations, you can have, you know, then you start, if you start interpreting and putting sensuality towards the pleasure of your sexual organs and (laughs) (laughs) then therefore you have sex. (laughs) If you put sensuality and towards the pleasure or the, towards the experience of food, then you have delight in your food. If you, mm-hmm. So that's what sensuality is. I have a beautiful, and when we look at little kids, well, the majority of people, um, we're not typically thinking sex, right? Mm-mm. Especially when we see an infant, they mm-hmm. are so, to your point about kids, there's, there's this curiosity and desire to understand, right? They just got dropped into this whole new thing. Yeah, understand. <laughs> it's like experience. hearing you and they're seeing you and they just stare because they see all kinds of stuff. And you're like, you, you're, yeah. you're not even looking at me right now. Like, what are you looking at? <laughs> and you can see like when they're, when they're eating, they're just like exploring it. It's just like a whole new world. And they're, you know, whether anything that they're doing, it is deep exploration and reverence and presence. Yeah. That's what sexuality is. And if you pull that, if you, if you put that towards when you're having sex with someone, then deep reverence and discovery and, you know, and wonder, then yeah, that's, but that's what sensuality can give to sex. It's, but it's not, they're not, you know, they're not the same thing. <laughs> and I appreciate that you said that when you apply that to sex, right? It's going to enhance the experience because we perceive the world through our senses. That makes so much mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Makes so much sense. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My senses make sense. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want to hear about this in a general context of like applied life, because I feel like what this, what has people disconnect is this idea of just like I said earlier that I 
almost like earned through working or something in my brain, this idea of, oh, I am an artist. Oh, I am a creative, despite that I've been that my whole life. I feel like what keeps people from actively engaging their sensuality or even thinking of it as such is this idea that like, oh, I'm supposed to be practical. It's funny, I'm wearing a little blazer-ish kind of a top right now. Because that was definitely for me, it was like, oh, I need to make sure the world knows I'm smart because this is how I learned to receive love as a child. Everyone needs to know I'm smart and I'm quote successful. And I feel like perhaps people who have felt disconnected from sensuality have learned that it's not practical or learned that it's going to perhaps bring them attention that they don't desire or it's there's not a place for it in the spaces where they want to show up. So I'm curious, right. your, not only your thoughts on that, but also how someone can bring it into these spaces. Sensuality is found in everything. It is actually our knowledge of sensuality that allows us to really play in the nuance. Think about um, mm -hmm. uh, any sport or anything you do. When you first go to it, you are clunky and you're <laughs> weird with it. You know, yeah, and that's like that's actually how we are with our bodies and sensuality. It's like, oh my god! And so then we're like clunky and weird with ourselves and weird with each other because we've never really played before. You know, you got you know, let's say it's baseball. You know, you're like, I don't know how to hold the baseball bat. Well, it's because you just haven't really been doing it. The more and more you do it, the more and more familiar familiar you are with it, and so then you're just at ease. You're relaxed. Um, like anything, anything. If you don't if you haven't practiced, if you haven't, if you don't have a relationship with it, then you can expect to feel weird. Mm -hmm. And we have a whole society where, you know, where no one's, no one's been practicing it. And so it just feels weird. The more you experience, the more, you know, the more you're able to navigate simple things to do. Oh, yes. Tell us. I have this cup of tea <laughs> it looks like it's a beautiful mug it looks like yeah, a beautiful, beautiful mug. mug it's just a mug so one thing you can do in your everyday is like i said before slow down most of the time we eat our food and when we you know drink our anything it's just like we're like oh my god and you know it's <laughs> inhaled we haven't paid any attention to any of anything you know it's just like oh it was just a drink okay oh it's just caffeine but take your time it's very something very simple next time you drink or eat something pause Look at it, really look at it, see it in all of its crevices, be curious about it. And then the same thing, you touch it, feel the cup, take a moment to really smell what's, whatever is in it. Um, feel, feel, you know, the temperature of it, you know, on your lips, on your tongue, um, feel the weight that changes, you know, as you drink it, mm. every single one of those pauses is in that, in that awareness and appreciation is you training your sensuality and it hadn't done anything to anybody except you just actually tasted what you were you know <laughs> what you put in your mouth <laughs> right oh, i used to do that with peppermint tea every day for at least two years i had this whole morning where i just held it and it made me feel warm mm. and there are studies that have shown that particularly around temperature of drinks mm -hmm. um, i'm blanking on the who did this study but mm -hmm. essentially the outcome of it was understanding that people would act warmer when uh, they held the warmer drink 
and act colder and more standoffish and be more likely to be closed off when they were Mm -hmm. holding a cold drink. There is something just to be said even about the way that you consciously or not, right? Because these people during the study weren't conscious. They didn't even know that that's what they were being (laughs) assessed for. They just knew they were being given a drink and Mm -hmm. asked a question. I think a a part of this nuance is that it's happening and we're not even necessarily aware of it. Yeah. So becoming aware feels like the artfulness that you're describing. This episode is brought to you by Sexy Sound Healing, the audio streaming platform revolutionizing the sound healing experience. This multi-genre music is engineered with scientifically proven healing frequencies that support everything from optimized brain function and trauma release to intuitive development and spiritual liberation and yes, sensual pleasure so that you can energize your body, activate your voice and embody your power. Visit sexysoundhealing.com today to get your free trial. Yeah. And like what you just, what you just said is literally exactly that. That was sensuality, you know, warm, you know, everybody is warm, mugged, wrapped up in a little blanket and comfortable. All of that, you know, that is playing with the senses. That is you being, you know, having that awareness and then, you know, creating a world invitation for sensual intelligence is to keep on bringing that awareness and and, yeah and giving yourself the gift of that Mm, so gorgeous one of the things that you mentioned is about nature interacting with and connecting to nature and i'd love to hear about from a sensuality perspective how that enhances or influences your life overall to interact with nature in a certain way nature is inherently sensual I mean, that's like pretty much why we have senses (laughs) is to interact with nature and have nature interact with us. I'm looking out my window right now and I see this beautiful tree. I'm seeing the sun come through the leaves and there's like this, this, this shine. And I look at this tree. The thing is, our eyes can even feel if we've felt something before. They've shown this in science. If you have felt something before your eyes when you when you see it can you know can feel it mm-hmm. again nature is inherently sensual and when we cut ourselves off from the knowledge of our own bodies it also disconnects us from the knowledge of our of our nature of our world mm-hmm. i think the more and more that we have been disconnected from from our sensuality the less and less we are able to you know really save and interact and see the reverence of of trees you know of nature because we are that and that and it is us but we've disconnected from ourselves i find that whether you get you know deeper connection to nature if you get or if you get a deeper connection to your own body it is a mutually serving relationship mm, i love that in sexy self actualized and sexy sound healing we talk about embodying your true nature because we see your nature as your full potential and I had this conversation with my partner I think a month ago Mm -hmm. he was using the word realistic and I just remember getting pissed off (laughs) in the moment I don't even remember context I just remember the word realistic and it was like (laughs) having a field day in my brain because if you look at nature 
-hmm. what mainstream society sees as realistic does not actually meet nature. Nature will have a tree hanging off the side of a damn cliff connected somehow growing out of the side of a rock. And you're like, wait, but trees are supposed to grow up up and down in dirt. And there's no dirt here. It's literally growing out of this rock. How is that happening? That's not quote realistic. Yeah. When you look to nature, like, oh, that's a realistic option. Yeah. And you know, when you, and when you look at like our lives as well, so we have this idea of how our lives should go based Mm -hmm. off of what is real. So I'm supposed to go from, you know, go from this school to this college to have this job and have this kind of life. And that's, that's how it's supposed to go, but that's not real. Just like that tree growing off the side of, you know, growing off the side of uh, our lives actually do something like that. I think that if you see that you can flourish, you know, even off, you know, even off the side of a cliff, you know, if you see that a tree can flourish off the side of a cliff, it's like, wow, that's weird. Then that means that we too, if we look to the tree or look to nature to affirm the validity of our lives, then Mm -hmm. And that's good. When we when we look to towards whatever fabricated realism and we try to fit our lives toward that, then that's us being disconnected from ourselves. Mm-hmm. Disconnected from mm-hmm. That was like kind of that was kind of weirdly that was super philosophical. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, it's true. I'm with you a hundred percent. I remember the day that I realized how much uh technology or you know, man-made things, things that we enjoy, they're all just knockoffs of nature right even this microphone i'm speaking into no one the people who you know initially understood how to create these these dynamics were looking to how sound was moving through nature and how sound moves through water and how the plane hello these people who made the plane weren't just like oh this is how the sky works they watched these damn birds <laughs> these birds have wings right whether the planes have wings right they are imitating what mm-hmm. is naturally happening because it is nature that shows us what is actually possible in mm-hmm. the universe mm-hmm. i followed your philosoph- philosophy 100 <laughs> <laughs> percent. i think others did too i'm assuming if you haven't let us know <laughs> ask your question about it i want to hear what does sexy mean to you For me, sexy means yummy, ooey, gooey, connection, playful, a sandwich of yum. You actually embodied about at least five different emotional expressions (laughs) on your face, (laughs) which is amazing. What makes you feel most sexy or like Mm. a yummy sandwich? (laughs) Open, vulnerable heart with someone or something that also has an open and vulnerable heart and they want to touch open vulnerability playing with each other Mm, oh it's beautiful yeah i love that from what you said it sounded like having a reflection a mirror uh uh, uh, it makes me feel good i'm like wiggling in my seat (laughs) (laughs) i love what happens when i inevitably ask someone because we ask every time what does sexy mean to you just the way people's faces go the voices change Ah! it's like a complete (laughs) 
sometimes it's like a 180 doesn't matter what we're talking about it's like oh sexy (laughs) (laughs) it's so it's gorgeous to watch and the immense range no one's ever said the exact same thing there are similar things but Mm -hmm. it's just so amazing to see individuality and the unique expression of this and and how in this context feels so tied to the senses because we all use our senses and experience in different ways so we're going to get into the say it's sexy this is where i give you a few words or expressions unknown to you beforehand that you will say sexy and we'll enjoy (laughs) good Mm -hmm. So one of the things that's in your bio that we didn't actually get to touch on here, but the people need to know, is that not only are you a dancer, but that you also write erotic poetry. And I will also add amazing, quirky stories that are so deep and rich and human and just go there. (laughs) I used to have a Facebook group called Epically Expressed. And people would live for the stories that Sean Ree would come and post in this space. I'd love to hear you say erotic poetry. Mm. Erotic poetry. Oh, so good. (laughs) The power in the silence. I'm like, hanging on to the second. We might have to get the clip, <laughs> the visual clip of that. <laughs> Amazing. Oh my God. <laughs> I also really want to represent the sexiness of the quirky. I would love to hear you say, I am quirky. Mm, I am quirky. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh, I don't know where these quirky stories live now, but <laughs> we're just going to plug them. You got to go read these stories wherever Shawnee has them. Uh, yeah, I want to do some more. I definitely want to do some more of that. <laughs> Please, the people are waiting. <laughs> it's It gives life, truly. <laughs> Life-giving stories. Okay, so we're going to do um what? This is where what? we share... A phrase or word that you will make a sound for. Ooh. So the first is what is the sound of someone reconnecting to their sensual pleasure? Uh, oh, we're pulling the visual for that. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> amazing. That feels so real. Like, I feel like you just captured it. We got to get the sample of that sound so we can use it. (laughs) Song. So perfect. The last one is in the description of The Lost IQ. You guide readers on how to, quote, seduce themselves into joy and fall in love with their bodies. Yes. What does that sound like? I hear that the the sound did not pick up your entire sound. I think when you screamed, it didn't pick it up. Oh no! Amazing. Um, I think it's amazing because I feel like sometimes things just go out of range of what the human ear can hear. 
And sometimes we just, it, things just can't be expressed, <laughs> even though they're being yep. expressed. Yep. <laughs> when I was a little kid, my sisters and I, I just texted them about this like a week ago. We used to have these massive giggle fits before we went to bed, like <sighs> massive. And it was almost the sign that we were tired. <laughs> yeah. Like some people are like, they're like, oh, the kid's angry. They must be tired. We would just like laugh wildly as like little nice. kids. Mm-hmm. And then fall asleep probably five minutes afterwards. But at some point during this giggle fit, we would just be laughing so hard that the entire, and we all did, it would always happen at the same time. The room would go silent from just like this outrageous noise. Just like, and then we'd all start laughing. Oh. It, was like, it was like the laugh transcended the sound. That's so amazing. That's what I heard in that. I heard you transcend sound through <laughs> this self-seduction and joy. Hmm. I want people to know where, tell them where they can find you. It's all my name. If you look up Sean Renato, S-H-A-W-N-R-E-Y, N-O-T-T-O, everything is Sean Re- <laughs> If you want the book, um, it's both audio. The audio book is out. And if you like my voice. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm going to go get this audio book. I've been waiting. So I got the book book, the visual yeah. book. Yeah. Oh, the that's exciting. Finally out. So Sensual Intelligence, The Lost IQ. So you can reclaim the wisdom, power, and joy of your body. Mm, <laughs> get this book. Get yep. This book, and I'm definitely going to recommend the Audible. I mean, you can hear from this podcast why you want the audio version. (laughs) (laughs) If you like to read visually, then yes, that too. I, I just chopped that thing. I just like devoured. like a holiday feast <laughs> that oh. book as soon as it arrived at my door so absolutely recommend Shaunri thank you for being with us so so much we love you thank you so beautiful and you're just so amazing and beautiful uh, I, I love what you're doing so glad you joined us for today's episode I want to hear from you what were your takeaways do you have questions aha moments perhaps a favorite quote or sound let us know in the comments below or you can visit us on our social media sites instagram tiktok facebook now if you're not already make sure you hit the follow button if you're listening on spotify if you're listening on apple podcasts hit that plus button and if you can potentially see me right now talking to you on youtube make sure you subscribe to our channel so that you are updated every time you release a new episode and also when i go live with q a's i cannot wait to connect with you talk to you soon